from pre-performance snacks to post-performance recovery, nutrition education is essential for a dancer. I mean, I've built my entire career around this. But as I've discussed previously, dancers have to juggle aspects of performance nutrition and meal planning, both of which can often dip into the realms of diet culture, if not taken into context carefully. But as a nutritionist for dancers, it is always my mission to encourage that dancers have a non-restrictive approach to eating. Now, in order to build a nourishing lifestyle that supports a dancer's high performance demands, while utilizing a non-restrictive approach to food, we must recognize what's called the 10th principle of intuitive eating, and that's gentle nutrition. Just to recap, intuitive eating is a non-diet approach. It encompasses 10 principles that work to break restrictive eating habits and instead educate about fueling the body based on the body's signals, like the body's innate feelings of hunger, fullness, and satisfaction. Gentle nutrition, or the 10th principle of the intuitive eating approach, teaches us how to apply the fundamentals of nutrition science in a non-obsessive way. Though we aim to honor our body's needs at any one given point in time, gentle nutrition enables us to utilize some external cues, like for example, a flexible meal plan or a nutrition facts label in a way that is helpful to our performance goals and not restraining. But first things first, for some, Nutrition science might not be the initial focus when rebuilding a balanced lifestyle that focuses on a healthy relationship with food. If you're stuck following food rules or you feel stressed and anxious about always having to choose the right food choices, then relying on an external cue, like for example, the nutrition facts label, might be doing more harm than good for you. It's important to ask yourself, do I feel anxious if choosing a food that has been deemed less healthy or less nutritious? Remember, if you are choosing a food that might just be less nutritious than another food, let's say for example, you're choosing white bread instead of a higher fiber whole grain bread, it doesn't mean that you're doing anything bad or wrong, especially if you are satisfying a craving and or if there's just limited options available. And if this is the case for you, then before focusing on nutrition facts labels, you'll want to start breaking your food rules. And I have an entire article and even a free starter workbook that I want you to download in order to start this work. The purpose of us building a healthy relationship with food that is not centered around restrictions is to help you build confidence in your food choices so you can make choices from a place of empowerment and not from a place of restriction or a place where you're thinking, I shouldn't be eating this. But because I keep talking about the nutrition facts label, let's dive a little deeper into whether or not you should be relying on the label Use the label if you want to make informed decisions around your food, if you have food allergies, most importantly, if you have a healthy and non-restrictive relationship with food, and if the information on that label does not stress you out or make you anxious. Remember, if you didn't have the label available, if you were eating at a restaurant and you did not know the nutrition facts of your meal, would you feel stressed and anxious? That's a big question. And if so, then you are not ready to start the work here. Instead, you wanna start by breaking your food rules. Now, like I said, skip the label 
if it's stressing you out, if you're looking for permission around eating certain foods that are based around unrealistic goals, such as any type of restrictive diet plan. Let's say for example, uh, the Whole30 diet, which is a very restrictive diet and not one I personally can recommend for dancers. Don't use the label if you're trying to categorize your foods as good or bad. Remember, placing that moral value on your foods is not gonna help you build a positive relationship with food down the road. And don't use the label if you are still knee-deep following food rules or a restrictive diet plan. So for those of you who are ready to dip into the fundamentals of nutrition science as a way of making informed decisions around your physical performance as a dancer, here's what you wanna do. The first question, ask yourself, what does my body need in this current time? And what will I actually enjoy eating right now? Then I want you to consider your day-to-day -day schedule. Are you sitting at home? Are you commuting? Are you traveling? If you have less time at hand, then convenience is going to be a major factor in helping you determine what to choose to eat. Contrary to this, if you have the time and you are able to cook a meal at home, then consider that when making your food choice. Try not to just base your decision around what you think is the healthiest or the best option available. Really dig down and think about what's gonna best satisfy you. Here are some examples of me using gentle nutrition when making food choices. Adding a scoop of protein powder to my morning oatmeal helps me feel fuller for longer, so I can feel mentally clear in between my breakfast and my morning snack. Choosing a whole grain bread at lunch helps me to prevent an energy slump at 3 p.m. The added fiber sustains my energy levels for a bit longer, which is why I choose a higher fiber whole grain bread. Adding a dose of chia seeds and flax helps keep my digestive tract running optimally, which is why I love adding these ingredients to my smoothies. Drinking water throughout the day, that's why I carry around a reusable water bottle pretty much everywhere I go. Purchasing the protein-packed pancake mix helps me make a breakfast that is a bit more filling. Swapping store-bought jelly with homemade jam helps me to avoid an intense level of sweetness. It's also not hard to make, so I like to make it in advance and store it in my fridge. When it comes to the nitty-gritty of food labels, I want you to forget about the numbers. Look at the ingredient list and identify whole food sources like fruits, veggies, nuts, seeds, and whole grains. These ingredients boost the nutrient density of the food you're choosing. You'll get a wider variety of unsaturated or heart-healthy fats, fibers, vitamins, and minerals. I want you to be on the lookout for sources of added sugar. These are most often listed alongside words like syrup, sugar, concentrate, or juice. Excessive amounts of added hidden sugars throughout your day can build up easily and cause you to feel some major energy slumps throughout your mid-afternoon. There isn't anything inherently wrong with processed sugars, but choosing foods sweetened with less processed sugars, like for example, dates, honey, and molasses, will help to reduce your overall added sugar load throughout the day. And just a reminder, sugar from whole fruits like dates and even from dairy products like milk are not considered added sugars. When it comes to using gentle nutrition, consider flexible structure. Once we place rigidity 
on what we eat and how we eat throughout the day, then we move away from fueling our body intuitively and rather depending only on external cues. So how do we build upon this fluid structure? Well, let's say for example, you're planning a snack for an extra long rehearsal day. Referencing the nutrition facts label as a means to choose a snack that is a bit higher in protein and fiber, both known to sustain a dancer's energy for longer, would be a great idea. However, let's say you're stuck at a rehearsal, you didn't really plan your snack, and now the only available options are lower in fiber and lower in protein. Try not to avoid the snack completely. That's not being flexible. If you're avoiding a snack because it contains ingredients that you or someone else has deemed, let's just say unhealthy, and thus foregoing a potential opportunity to refuel your energy levels when you perhaps didn't plan a snack on your own, could put you at risk for low energy levels and in short, an impaired performance. We wanna steer clear of an extreme and narrow-minded approach to our food choices. In conclusion, Look at the big picture. I want you to realize that the nutrition facts label can be a helpful tool, but it should never be the only option that you're relying on when making your food choices. Overall, habits and patterns, even those outside of nutrition, like your sleep patterns and your physical activity patterns, these all play a role on your health and performance. Yes, we have research that shows certain foods and nutrients do promote performance benefits, for example, protein for muscle building. But take a step back and assess how that information is also supporting your mental and emotional well-being. As long as you're choosing foods that not only fuel you physically, but also satisfy you mentally, then you are halfway there towards building a sustainable relationship with food that is not centered around restrictive and or obsessive eating habits. For example, clean eating can be seen as an obsessive habit around food. If you're utilizing the nutrition facts label and or the ingredient list in an obsessive way, like for example, because you have to eat cleanly 100% of the time, then you are headed down a very unsustainable road. My biggest point of advice is that no one food will ever determine your health and or your performance goals. So if you want to use the nutrition facts label, like the ingredient list to make informed decisions and choose foods that are nourishing your body, then I encourage you to go right ahead and do that. But if there are opportunities where you perhaps don't have that information, try not to feel anxious or stressed. One food or meal will never make or break your performance.